Today, let's talk about a business I've wanted to talk about for a little while now, and that is Netflix, ticker symbol NFLX. Today, I want to talk specifically about valuation and give you some specific tools that you can use as an investor that are pretty simple to implement that will give you a sense of a general businesses and stocks future performance. So let's find out what we think Netflix's stock price will be in 2027. Okay, first of all, let's look at Netflix stock price. And we can see here that over the last year, uh, it hasn't been doing so well. I mean, if we look further back, let's see the five year. Okay, Netflix has historically been doing really well. We know that it's one of the great stocks of the last decade. I mean, look at this incredible growth. 2010, $13 a share, 2020, over $270 per share. And at its height earlier this year, or really actually late last year, it was at over $628 per share. So that's really incredible growth. And it's really no surprise because Netflix has become a part of so many people's lives. It's become so much a part of people's daily routines and habits, watching Netflix. I watched Netflix last night and it was great. So, <laughs> so Netflix has become this huge business. But what I want to look at here is... A couple of things. First of all, we see that this there's this big price drop. And if you haven't already heard, Netflix had this major issue because of slowing subscriber growth. And because of that slowing growth, Wall Street immediately rated the stock much lower than it had previously because their concerns that the business is not going to be able to grow at the same rates going forward, specifically the number of new subscribers. Now, let's go ahead and look at Netflix's website. Um, they have a pretty great investor relations website. I found that there are some good things on here that help me understand a little bit more as an investor about what Netflix's focus really is, other than just from the consumer perspective. Okay, yeah, I know they make great shows and movies, but from the investor's perspective, what are they really trying to do? And I see here that Netflix is really focused on these very passionate franchises. That's really what they're trying to do. They say that Netflix is a focused passion brand, not a do-everything brand. Starbucks, not 7-Eleven. Southwest, not United. HBO, not Dish. Now, I thought that this was very interesting. That's actually very bold of them to say. And they're comparing themselves to these great businesses that whose, whose stocks have also returned significant amounts to shareholders, by the way. I mean, look at Starbucks, look at Southwest. Those are some legendary stocks right there. But they're basically saying that we want to be the place that people come to to watch content they're passionate about. That's really what they're doing. And there's some other things in here about the shift away from linear TV and all the stuff that you probably already know. So I'm not going to go over it. Um, but they do mention a little bit about competition. And this is interesting. So they're saying that there is a couple main competitors because Netflix is competing for your attention, just like any other source of entertainment or media, just like YouTube, just like podcasts, just like any other type of streaming channel. So they have these moments of truth, like you're 7, 15 PM, you're sitting down at home, you want to relax or you're bored. That's that moment where Netflix wants you. And so they're saying that that's what they're trying to do. And they also mentioned here that video piracy, it's a big competitor, especially outside of the United States. So they're trying to fight that. 
And that is a legitimate threat to their business model because if people are pirating content, they're not going to be able to charge for it, but yet they're spending billions of dollars to create it and license it and, uh, and they're not getting the revenue. So that's another threat. want to look now at one thing is there is an investor. His name is Bill Ackman and he runs a fund, uh, a company called Pershing Square. And he's well known. He's made a lot of money from a lot of investments and he is a value investor. And I found this letter to shareholders that he wrote a few months ago that specifically addresses Netflix because Netflix was at one point a big position at his fund at Pershing Square. And look at what he says. He says, today we sold our investment in Netflix, which we purchased earlier this year. And then he goes on to talk about the losses related to their specific funds. He then says, while we have a high regard for Netflix's management and the remarkable company that they have built, in light of the enormous operating leverage inherent in the company's business model, changes in the company's future subscriber growth can have an outsized impact on our estimate of intrinsic value. So in our original analysis, we viewed this operating leverage favorably due to our long-term growth expectations for the company. So what is he saying here? He's saying that, look, we really like Netflix. We think that it's great, but because it's growing slower, we don't think we're going to get our value as shareholders. And this is really important because when you have a fast growing company, you can stomach a lot of valuation uh, froggyness, let's say, when you buy the stock because your company is going to grow so fast, it's not going to matter. But when growth slows, that's when things start to get more difficult. And so that's basically what he's saying here. I'm not going to read the whole letter, but just picking out some of the most important points. Um, we require a high degree of predictability in the businesses in which we invest due to the highly concentrated nature of our portfolio. So Bill Ackman, he's not going out and buying 50, 100 stocks for his portfolio. He's really focused on, I think, maybe a dozen or so companies. So he needs more predictability in those business models because, because there's more at risk with every single position. And so that's why he ended up passing on Netflix. But I bring this up to show just how institutional investors are looking at this company from the perspective of growth and how that's influencing how they see the business. So let's go ahead and look now, actually, this is the actual annual report from Netflix for 2021. And I just want to point out a couple of highlights just so you get a sense of the numbers of the business. So the last couple of years of Netflix's business, we've seen revenues actually growing pretty strongly. In 2019, they had 20 billion in revenue, 2020, almost 25 billion, and then 2021, almost 30 billion. So they're just stepping up, you know, double digit growth, strong double digit growth in revenue every single year. And we see that their net income has also increased very nicely to over $5 billion. I mean, their earnings per share last year was $11.24. Compare that to just two years prior, $4.13. And I wanted to see what this was like over a little bit longer period of time. So I went ahead and pulled up the ticker terminal. And if we go to the income statement and we just wanna see for the last few years, let's go ahead and look at the last few years of earnings per share. Okay, here's the earnings per share. Look at this. This is just such a beautiful chart. 
<laughs> they went from a dollar and twenty-five cents back in 2517 to 2021, eleven dollars and twenty-four cents. So the leverage in their business has been really increasing. And we can see why if we go to the cash flow statement, we see that their net income hasn't been increasing a lot. They have a lot, a huge amount of amortization of deferred charges. So basically they're def they're deferring costs and breaking them out over a period of time. And essentially their cash from operations kind of hit that tipping point in 2020. They went from a negative cash consuming business to a cash producing business. And so that's what we see. But here's the problem. Look at this. The cash from operations in 2020 was incredible, over 2.4 billion. 2021 it shrunk to just under 400 billion million. And then in 2022, it's on a growth curve again, but still not nearly as much as it was in 2020. So we can see that, yeah, this business, it produces cash flow, but it's not this massive amount of cash flow that we would want. And so that's, that's kind of an issue for us as investors. But let's go ahead now and talk about valuation. Okay, let's have a look now at Netflix's valuation. And this is just a super quick and dirty, super simple look at it. And the reason I'm doing this way is because I want you to understand that you can get a sense of the long-term potential returns of a business without having to do a very detailed discounted cash flow calculation, for instance. So you can actually just look at a few numbers and get a sense of what might happen or what's likely to happen with a stock price. So let's look at Netflix right here. And I put ahead, I went ahead and put the last couple years of earnings here. So earnings per share. $6.08 in 2020 and $11.24 in 2021. So huge growth in earnings per share. The business has a lot of operating leverage and that started to be reflected in the stock price. Now we see the stock price in 2020 was over 300 a share, over 500 a share in 2021. This Again, this was one of Wall Street's favorite stocks for many years. So not surprising they valued it very highly. We're talking a price to earnings ratio of 54 and a price earnings ratio of around 46 over the last couple of years. So valuations have been compressing a little bit. And then guess what happened? Boom, slow subscriber growth and the price earnings ratio got crushed. So now 22 times earnings. The price right now at the time I'm recording this is about $226 per share. And they're expected to earn $10.06 in profits this year. So that is the expectation right now. And there's also an expectation that Netflix is not going to grow quite as fast as it has been. And that's my personal expectation. I actually think this business is reasonable to grow at a high single digit, maybe low double digit growth rate. I actually might err on the more optimistic end of those things because there are some markets that they're tapping now. For example, they're rolling out their ad-based platform very soon and i think that that's going to bring in a lot of revenue a ton of people are going to watch netflix that never did because they just didn't bother to buy a subscription so now they're going to watch it for free but they're going to have ads served to them and they're going to start making some money there so i actually think that their earnings per share growth is mm, let's go ahead and put like seven percent to start so seven percent gives us these numbers and earnings per share over the next several years and so in 2027, I think it's pretty reasonable that Netflix could be earning $14 per share. And as an expected PE ratio, I think it's 
typical that this company is going to continue to see its valuation compressed, but it is a high quality company. It has products and services that people really want. So I'm going to go ahead and put a price earnings ratio here of 20. It's kind of the long-term PE ratio for a blue chip stock, by the way, typically in the market in a non-cyclical industry, that's around what you're going to get. So PE of 20 and the, we take the price earnings ratio, multiply it by the earnings per share and we get an expected stock price. And right here in 2027, I'm expecting Netflix's stock price to be around $280 per share if things are fairly valued. And if we look at that from the investor return perspective from today to 2027, if we bought at today's price, that means an expected annual return of just 4.5% annually, which is not very good. And we can see that that's probably what we're going to get under these assumptions because Netflix does not pay a dividend. They there's no expected spinoffs or like crazy corporate actions that are happening. So we can assume that the stock price rising from point A to point B is that's the return you're going to get as a shareholder. So if we course, if we increase these growth assumptions and we say, yeah, you know what? We think Netflix is going to grow at 10% annually. Well, okay. Things are a little bit better and maybe you make seven and a half percent per year. But honestly, I'm still not that impressed with Netflix's stock price right now. I mean, if they were, if they were at, say, $175 per share, okay, now we're starting to get into, into maybe value investing territory from my perspective. If they were trading at a price earnings ratio around 17 or 15, I mean, what if we could get Netflix at $150 a share? Like, ooh, that would be, that would be enticing, right? Because even if we lower the growth to 7% annually, well, okay, 7% annual growth in the underlying profits if the business is valued reasonably later, okay, we're going to get almost $300 per share five years from now. That's a good return. That's a 13% annual return. But I don't think that that's going to happen. So the thing is, the stock is trading today at around 226 And that's just too high for me personally. I think Netflix, from what I've seen, is an amazing business. I am a customer personally, and I don't continue, I don't plan to cancel my subscription or anything like that. I think the quality of the service is actually really great. So I think that if we have reasonable assumptions, we can say that, you know what, in a few years, Netflix will probably trade somewhere between $324 and $280 per share. I wouldn't expect much more than that because I do see Netflix's growth slowing, not to mention that the competition has really ramped up in the last five plus years. So there's more competition for people's attention. And um, so, yeah, I think that Netflix is a, a mediocre investment at these current prices.